Life is a roller coaster in itself. The knowns and the unknowns, the struggle, the joys and disappointments, the trauma, the loss, and all the moments in between that seem to come full circle. In the midst of the lives we live daily, oftentimes unexpected curveballs enter into our airspace. Those moments compiled affect us in the physical, immerse themselves within our mental, emotional, and spiritual beings. These moments are powerful and create a story, your story, a story where you can be empowered to thrive and not just survive. This is the Power of the Pea podcast. Welcome back to the Power of the Pea podcast. This is your host, Tiffany Cepeda, life coach and author, and we have Nelson Cepeda, <laughs> also a life coach, um, who is joining us today, aka my hubby. And I am really excited to kind of dive into a topic that um, we are really passionate about. And we love to talk about the topic of money and how to not live in the fear of money. And so I'm really looking forward to this because I think we live in such an interesting time in our world, in our economy. I know personally several people that have been laid off. We're in a very interesting recession. I think money is a really big stressor for a lot of people. And I really think there's no better time to talk about how to not live in the fear of it than today. And so that's kind of what we're going to dive into. We are going to cover Matthew chapter 25 as well. I feel like there's so much to unpack in there on this whole topic. And fun fact, money is one of the number one topics that is most talked about in the entire Bible. Yet I feel like so many of us don't understand really how to manage it well or really what to do and how to steward that. And I think stewardship is so key. And so that's another area we're going to dive into and give practical tips because that's what we're all about. Thank you. This is Nelson Cepeda. Your voice didn't change, hon. <laughs> no, you know, money is is a topic that we can kind of like lose so much on. There, There's so many things that we can talk about money. We all want more money. We want this. We want that. Uh, now it's the holiday season. People are always like, what are we going to put a card on? Which card do we use? How do we do this? How do we do that? You know, money should not be something that you should be scared about. Of course, you want to pay your bills. Of course, you want to get the gifts. Of course, you want to make sure that you've got enough in savings, all that. But do you carry on in your life in such a manner that you're so afraid to do what God has given you the blessing, the grace of? Because at the end of the day, that's really what it's about. I mean, you and I can can talk about that just in our relationship, how we've seen God's money and being a steward of it and being disciplined with it, how it's become fruitful and multiplied in ways that we never even thought by our own hands and our own works could do. So... I'm I'm happy to talk about it. Some people are like, yeah, but sometimes I did this and I did that and I did. Listen, we're not talking about the things that you you made a mistake on or it didn't come out the way that you you thought it was going to be. That's okay. There are lessons learned through that, but it means that you were trying something. You know, most people who have failed in any direction, money or not, that's how they've actually become as great as they are because of the failures, by the trials and tribulations. That's what it's called, trials and tribulations. And you can have that in money too, but you don't have to be so afraid of life that you don't do life. 
Yeah, that's so true. And I love that you said that it's all about being used and um, nothing goes to waste and that you don't have to feel bad about mistakes that have been made because you're right, that is how we learn. And I feel like the more that um, we learn, the more we're growing. And that's really the heart of the journey of humanity. We are always growing to the day we die. We are always learning until the day that we die. And I think that this, there's no like rule that doesn't apply here when it comes to the concept of money. (laughs) I mean, especially because jobs change, life changes, sometimes um, our circumstances change. And so that can also affect our financial situation unintentionally, intentionally, all of these things. And it doesn't mean that we have to feel bad. I always go to, okay, life's continuing to move forward. So how can we move forward with it and find a solution for that? You know, that's true. But on that note, sometimes doors close. You know, you lost your job. Yeah. You you can't afford this car. You can't. That doesn't mean that that's bad. You know, going back to mistakes, nobody intentionally buys a car, buys a, a house or goes into a job thinking, man, you know what? In four years, they're going to fire me. So, you know, big deal. I'll go find another job. No, it's not that. It's that life happens. It comes at you quick and it doesn't ask questions. So what do you do with what you have with having the faith that you're going to increase in whatever direction it is? Because we've said this before, and it is the truth. Doors that close are big blessings, just like the ones that open. It's just determined on how you perceive that particular lesson or that season in your life. There's always a reason for the season. Some of us, when we have bad things, we focus on that and kind of like can't believe that more bad things are coming, even in money. But you know what? When you say to yourself, when you really realize one thing that we're going to be talking about, nothing is ours. I know that sounds so crazy, but nothing is ours. It is God's and he has given it to us. To be a steward is because you are doing something right with what has been given to you, not something that you just created. There's only one creator and that's God. He created everything, and what you do with that is your choice by the freedom of choice, but the love he has for us is to watch and see if you are disciplined enough to go ahead and go out in faith and make everything multiply, whether it's in your matrimony, whether it's your your monetary obligations, your intensity of what you want to do with your direction on what you want to do with it, you know. How many people don't say, oh, you know what? I can't wait to every time I have enough money put away so that, that way I can go on vacation or go on my bucket list trips. And, and they never make it. They never make it to that bucket list trip. You know, the pandemic, we've seen such a shift in that. Right now, oh, no, everybody's scared to lose money or, or use money because there's a recession. I, I understand that. Listen, the economy goes up and down. It does. And that's evident to you that it can go up and down in your own personal life. If it's going up and down in, in the, the strongest economic strength of, of a country, the United States, and it goes up and down, and we're in debt trillions of dollars and all that, that shows you that, you know what, you have to try certain things. If our governments are doing it and so forth, it doesn't mean they're bad with money. They shouldn't be. That'd be a scary thing. But they have to continue to thrive to get things, whether it's bonds, whether it's stocks, to make the money grow. Go international items, go domestic items to watch it grow. That's the same thing in a smaller version on what you're going to do. Don't be afraid of using your money and being a good steward of it. We're not telling you not to save. We're telling you don't be so tight that it slips through your fingers. 
Yes. And I love that you said, why are we waiting? I mean, there it's so true. There's so many times that, in fact, I actually just was reading an article today about a psychologist who was interviewing a bunch of elderly people who have retired and asked them what their number one regret was. And their number one regret was, I wish I did more of the things that I wanted to do or that I always had on my quote unquote bucket list when I had the health and I was younger and I had the time and I had the you know financial ability to because I can't now. And so it's so cool because I'm like, oh my gosh, hubby and I talk about this all the time. That's how we take so many vacations with our kids and we intentionally budget and there's some things we sacrifice so we can make these memories and do these trips. Sometimes we will stay at a resort and we cook all the food um, and we find a place that has a kitchen. I mean, we do whatever it takes and we used to do that all the time when we used to be really, really tight um, because we would cut here and there so we could still make the memories because it's true. You don't know anything could happen. My dad died when I was 12. Like life happens. You don't know if you have another day with your family and with your kids. And I think we all live with this, um, which is actually talked about in Matthew 25, um, this mentality of like, oh, we just have this whole life forever. Right. Um, but you don't know that. And so I think that's why stewardship is so important to learn. Like you were saying in every area, not just money, but even with our abilities, even in our marriages or in our relationships or in our jobs and um, things are going to constantly fluctuate. So how can you successfully fluctuate with them? And that's really what I want to kind of hone in on today. I'm glad you said that because money is always one of those things that, I mean, the stability of a home, aside from the healthy relationship, the love that you have, the nurturing, all that, the economic strength in a home can break it. You know, if it's weak, obviously there's stress involved, there's depression involved, there's what's going on. What are you doing with the money? You don't know what you're doing with the money. You know, stop spending here. Stop. Why'd you buy this? Why'd you buy that? And we're not saying that, look, go buck wild and go start spending all your money because, you know, hey, you believe in God. And you no, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about your discipline and saying, hey, you know what? I want to watch this grow. Yeah, it, it could be a simple savings account. You know, that. why are you saving? You know, are you saving to go on a vacation years from now? Or are you saving because you're going to go soon? Why? Because years from now may not get there. You know, things that are going to be fruitful and multiply. What seeds are you planting to make sure that your harvest comes out positive? And that's what we're talking about. Not being so scared of it, but being glorified. But when you go to work, the faith you have is you put in the hours you know you're going to get paid. You, you know you are. If I give in such and such, they're going to give me such and such. If I'm on salary, they're going to give me such and such. I might give them more hours, but I'm still getting paid a certain check. And you know that's happening. So when it comes to the biblical principle of money, just remember the same way you get up and you go to work and you have that faith that the employer is going to pay you. Just remember the person is going to pay that employer for the business to grow is the person that's giving back, which that's what he's doing with the money that's coming into the company is because God gave him that company to grow and he gave you an opportunity to be in there. So that doesn't mean that you can be a CEO. You're the CEO of your house. You're the CEO of what you do with your money and what was given to you as a gift of God, period. End of story. Some don't like it. I understand that. Sometimes I don't, but that's the way it is. Yes, it's so true. You are the CEO of your own home and how you steward that home well outside of just the finances will be blessed 
or you're going to have things that are going to be taken away and removed. And that is what we see in the parable of the talents. And so I always say this, I'm going to read a quick passage, but, um, go back, read the whole scripture, read all of Matthew chapter 25. It's so fascinating. Um, but we're going to focus on for, I think it's like verse 14 to 29 or something like that, but read in context, do your own study and research of like the root words and the background. I love to read commentaries. I think it's so important to get the full picture. So you're not just interpreting something the way that you think it is supposed to be, but you're really getting the true picture of what the Lord is wanting you to understand from it. And and I'm I'm looking forward to you reading that because even when you read it a couple times and we were going through that, I was like, wow, that's that's such a different way of looking at it. Because, you know, and, and I am not taken away from any church, from any family member, from anything. Sometimes we hear some things and we're like, whoa, I'm doing totally wrong things with my money or with my relationship or what I'm going to get my kids for Christmas or whatever the case may be. Oh, I shouldn't have gone to that vacation. I should stay local or maybe I shouldn't buy this house. I should just be very humble and take this house. And I'm not telling you there's anything wrong with that to be conservative, but to be so scared of what God has provided you with to continue to grow in that area. That's what we're talking about. Don't have a fear of money. Love it because of who you know gave it to you in the first place. And love it because if he gave it to you is because he sees your talent within you, which is something we're going to talk about, your ability within you to steward it in such a manner that he's waiting to give you more. Yeah, so true. So true. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and dive in real quick. I'm going to briefly run through it and just give you a picture because of time's sake. But in Matthew chapter 25, there's basically three servants, right? So um, you have to look at the context. So back then people traveled a long way. They went on a journey sometimes for days and um the typically, you know, the masters would give their servants their amount if they were going on a journey, um, a certain amount of money to to have invested. And that's what the Lord is talking about here. Um, while, you know, they're gone. So basically, it says that he went on his uh, his journey. So hold on. Okay, so again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them to one, he gave five bags of gold to another two and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five more bags. Okay, so he invested the money. He had five. He gained five more. He went and invested the money. He did something with it to grow it instead of holding on to it with fear. Verse 17. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and he hid his master's money. So after a long time, we don't know how much time, but a long time, the master of those servants returned, and he ended up settling the accounts with them, basically talked to them, say, okay, so show me, what did you make back from what I gave to you? So the man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. The master said, wow. You entrusted me, uh, Mastery said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I gained five more. Well done, good and faithful servant, the master replied. He said, you've been faithful with a few things, so I will put you in charge of many things. And same thing, the man with the two bags of gold also came, same thing happened. He's like, look, I gave you two more. Master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Then the man who had received only one bag of gold came and he said, uh, Master, 
I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered seed. I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. And see, he said, here is what belongs to you. I gave you back exactly what you gave to me. So he basically did nothing with it. And look how the master replies. You wicked and lazy servant. With an exclamation point. He is very upset. And he said, so you knew that I harvest where I'm not sown, gather where I'm not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money to deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. And so he took the gold back from him. And instead he gave it to the one who had 10 bags, who did actually invest the money, who did something to make it grow. And he said, for whoever has been given more, they will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And so I love this because it just explains, he's giving this picture of, you know, what it's going to be like in heaven, basically here on earth. Okay. In true context, we are going to be given this opportunity to be responsible and to steward all of these things we have just been talking about outside of just money. Have we done well with them? If we have, we're going to be given much more. We're going to be given more responsibility because it's just like our children. We're not going to give them something that we know is are they're already struggling with and add more things onto their plate that we know would drown them, you know, in their emotional state of being that they can't steward. And so the Lord does the same thing with us. That's why there were some that were given, you know, five because they know their capacity. That's the best way I can put it. Their capacity is greater. They can handle more. But we also know that they there were some given two. Why? Because at that time, that person's capacity was good enough to handle two. And if five, he was given five, it would have been too much for him to handle, to invest. And then we had one that was given. His capacity clearly was at one so much so that he didn't even know what to do with one. So he went and hid it instead. Um, because of fear. And so the Lord looks at each of us and there's no comparison. He just, he's a good and gracious God and he doesn't want us to be overwhelmed or overburdened. So he gives us just what he knows we can handle in the season that we're in. That's why there's some seasons we have more. There's some seasons that fluctuate. We may have less. Um, And at the same time, he wants to make sure that we don't live in fear. Instead, we live in faith. So the two servants that happen to live in faith, even though their capacities were different, their seasons of life, I'm sure were a little different. How they chose to invest their money was different. They were given an abundance. They, in fact, doubled what they were originally given. And then the one that had only one, and one was still a lot back then. It was actually worth about uh, $1,200, uh, which back then was a lot. Um, and so uh, when you look at talent in the Greek, it's actually talenta. And so it's very e- it's equal to like a denarii, basically. Um, and so, or maybe it's 6,000. I think it's worth 6,000. So even back then, that's still a lot, like a decent amount of money, right? Even though it was one talent. Um, But with that one, he just buried it. He didn't do anything with it. Why? Because he lived in fear. And I think a lot of times this is such a practical story for us today. Um, I, I talk to so many people with financial things going on, right? And a lot of times we live in this fear of, I gotta hold on to it because I can't lose it again. Or I've, they've had past traumas. We've had past experiences that have just really hurt us. I mean, both Nelson and I, we went through our you know previous marriages and divorces, and we came out with nothing. Both of our exes got the house. They got the furniture. They got everything, and we literally 
got nothing but a bag of clothes and we both on our own had to start over completely and then we ended up meeting each other and it was like oh my gosh we have the same story um but it's crazy because to see where the lord has brought us today like we are such a testimony of being able to steward what the little the lord gives and have watched him be able to multiply it just in the last seven years and so I share all of that because I really just want to encourage each of us to not live in fear of what we have and to steward well, even the little that you do have. And I want to talk about how to do that. You know, that that's such a, a beautiful thing because, yes, we are a testimony in such a short period of time that we've been together. We have seen it even when I have to admit, even when we thought, man, that that's almost impossible. How are we going to be having this at this time? Or how will we be able to attain this? Do you know how much money that is? Do you know how much time that is? Do we have enough time to get? We'll never go to that vacation. We'll never take everybody on a cruise or whatever the case might be. But, you know, we've seen God come through every single time. And, hey, let me tell you something. We're not here saying because we met, just the vaults opened up and we've got tons of money. no. We're saying that, you know what, we both had the same mindset of knowing where everything comes from, which is from God. And we both knew the discipline and the the diligency that you have to have with anything that's received from God. And because of that, yes, you know, two are present. There he is in the midst of them. If two or more are present, that has a lot more than just two physical people. It's your mindset, mind, body, and soul, and spirit. And then we came together, yes, and we believe the same concepts, knowing that God gives us everything. He's taken us beyond where we thought, I mean, seriously, in a fraction of the time than we were even with our last relationships. So all that to say, even in that, you and I can also give the testimony on the fact of things that we've tried that didn't come out fruitful, even in our relationships Mm -hmm. that we tried that we're like, man, you know what? That was not smart to do, but that didn't mean that we didn't try something else. And now we're not here. Let me be very clear here because some people are like, well, what are they saying there? They're still going to have problems. And absolutely you will have problems. You will have things that you're going to have to find solutions to. But I guess what the real messages is that remember that the real solution finder is always going back to God and asking for direction on everything, especially your funds and your money. Because you know what? Hiding money from the wife, hiding money from the husband, because, you know, he won't know, daddy won't know, I'm going to do this on the side or spending money or making sure that I run the account, not you. That is a fear of what you think is going to happen Because you're already scared of what might happen to you with the money that really is a gift from God. And again, we're not saying not to save. We're not saying to put away for a rainy day. No, those are things that we understand. That is stewardship. It's about what are you doing to enjoy where you're at with your abilities that you have, with the trust that God has in you to provide for you, that you can provide for your family and your loved ones. Where do you want to go and why haven't you gotten there? Not just about money, but anything in life. Why have you not? If it's fear, that is not of God. Yeah, and fear, I think another huge lesson that we've taken from this, and if you just read throughout all of Scripture and you really understand the character of God, God cannot bless fear. Fear is the complete opposite of Him. He blesses faith. 
And it even says, if you don't have faith, then you are not pleasing to the Lord. And so um, I say that because, yes, it's hard. It is really hard sometimes to walk in faith, especially when it comes to money, because money is the biggest tester. It's a physical thing that we need, unfortunately, in this world to buy, sell, have, live, eat, all these things, right? And so um, when you learn how to walk in faith with your money by saying, like you're saying, Lord, how should I invest what I have, even if it's little? How can I multiply this? What should I do with it? And maybe God will be like, you need to go get another job for this season. And then watch how I take that. I'm going to just multiply that. And that may lead you to another stage in life where you only have to have one job and it pays like more than all of your bills uh, because you meet somebody in that new position. But you got to grind it for a little bit. And that's okay. We've been there. There has been a time where he was working like three jobs at one time. Um, I was working one job with the twins at home and taking care of Quinn. And then I remember being like, there's no way we're going to be able to ever buy a house in five years. And boom, the very next year we ended up buying a house. And it was just watching the Lord honor our stewardship and honor our work and being diligent, asking him, where do you want us to put this? How can we bless others with this? Um, but also how can we enjoy what you've given us? And we still took the vacations. We, we still lived on a budget. There were some days where like, I don't know how we're going to pay our rent, but guess what? God always came through. A check would come in the mail from something we forgot that we did months ago. Or, I mean, it was just these crazy things would happen. And the Lord, again, that same thing, like the Lord put us in touch with somebody that, uh, you know, Nelson did not talk to for years and was like, hey, have you ever thought of working for such and such? And boom, he got a job with that company. I mean, like that's how the Lord works. When he knows that you're at capacity, going back to the talents, he's going to give you more. Because he knows your capacity is now greater. He knows that you've stewarded the little. You've worked hard with the little. You've kind of grinded it. And he's going to continue to elevate you. And that's what I'm talking about with stewardship. Is it doesn't matter how much. He does, God doesn't care about the number. He cares about our character. And that's really the heart of stewardship. So when you can... God sees that you're being honest and, and faithful and diligent with your character and with the little he's given you, he's going to give you more in time. And you don't have to understand the timing of that. You just have to stay diligent, keep knocking on doors, asking for more opportunities. Because like he says, if you don't ask, if you don't seek, if you don't knock, then that door will not be open. But when you do, he will be able to open up these doors. He's just waiting for you to ask and stay diligent. And this applies, all this concept applies with with your finances and it doesn't matter what's going on in the economy god has a completely different economy and he's ready to bless he's he is the god of abundance he just needs to make sure that you're at a capacity and at a level that once you have that abundance you're not going to misuse that abundance because god is not good he's very picky about who he entrusts his stuff to and he's not about to bless you with millions of dollars if he knows you can't handle two hundred dollars now we're not saying because, you know, sometimes people, oh, does that mean I couldn't pay my electric bill because he's mad at me? No, no. We're, we're not saying that. We're not trying to tell you that if you don't have the car you've always wanted, the house you've always wanted, the area you want to live in or the dream job, that that means you're being punished. No, 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 no. Sometimes we're in a place because we're afraid. We're really afraid of going to the place that he wants to take us. You know, sometimes it's very hard to look in the mirror and say, the reason why I haven't gotten this, I haven't done this, I haven't gone forward in this is because I'm afraid of getting it and seeing it. That's called the drop two syndrome. We could talk about that in a whole nother session. But the fact is, for for me, I've been through two relationships. You know, I, I wasn't looking for another one. 
<laughs> I was like, I think I'm done with relationships. And you know what? When I met you, I and I say this very transparently to anybody, I didn't look at you judging you based on the last two that I had. I went in in faith on the unseen. I went in with a genuine heart. And I think you said something so powerful there. It's your character. It's really your character. That's your real talent. It's your personality. It's who you are. And in personality, there are two words in that word. There's the quality, which the Q and the U is missing, but the person, the quality of the person. What kind of quality do you have within you? Because God knows you much more than the mask you might be putting onto others. And I don't say that to be disrespectful to anybody here. I just say, you know what? Sometimes we live for others and not for ourselves. And sometimes we act like we do believe in God and we go to church just to show everyone that we're going to church, but we don't believe what God has told us. We don't walk in that faith, that unseen. We figure that if I put that literal seed in the ground and I water it and I and I and I do it, then I can get it. And the guy that was scared to lose that bag of money, he said, well, that's his money. That's not my money because I didn't get this money. So I'm going to bury it. So when he comes back, I'm going to give it to him and say, hey, look, I did nothing with it, but I didn't lose anything either. Didn't I do good? And he looked at him and said, what? At least put it away if you're going to put it away and don't bury it and hide it from everybody. Put it in the bank so it'll do something for me. So when I come back, I got something better than nothing because you really gave me nothing because that was mine anyway. Where the others are like, look, you know why he gave me this? I'm going to be fruitful by actually putting it to work and I'm going to have it multiply. And God Bless that. He blessed it. And he will bless anything that you do, not just about money, anything that you do, if you do it in faith. If you give every single thing that you're going to do and you and you basically let God embrace that and capture that, it will turn out to be way better than what you think it will turn out if you think you're the one doing it. Yes, and that is 100% true. And the Lord really just wants us to need him. He wants us to be in constant communication with him. And when we ask, hey, what do you want me to do with this? He is going to tell you. He even says, ask for wisdom. I will give it to you. That is the one thing that he is like, you cannot ask enough for, you know? And, um, and so, yeah, I just love that. But I think that there's so much to unpack. There's so many other lessons we could talk for hours on, but I do want to be conscious of time. And so, I think the heart of what we wanted to share is just don't be afraid of money, having it, not having it. Um, be a, Learn how to be the best steward with what you are given and watch and pray, seek and ask, look for opportunities. And I'm telling you, it will be multiplied because that is also what the Lord promises. And he is a God of abundance. And he is sometimes just waiting to see, okay, are you at capacity? Are you ready for this? I mean, and there's so many things just outside of money, even in my own life that even hubby knows, like I've been working and striving for years. And it seems like I've been banging my head against a wall because nothing has really come to fulfillment. And there's been many times where I've questioned, Lord, am I even doing what you're wanting me to do? And the Lord's like, yeah, it's just not my timing yet to open up the floodgates and to open up the kinds of opportunities that you've been asking me for because your capacity isn't there yet. And I'm not going to overwhelm you because I'm good and I'm faithful and I care about your mental and emotional health. <laughs> and it's like, until you get past and like out of those seasons and you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, yes, I see it now. Like I would not have been able to handle that back then. 
You, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because, and, and, and honey, you know, I, I love you. But one thing that I've seen in your journey when you're going through trying this and that and asking God, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the wrong thing? Even when you have felt you're doing the wrong thing or even the right thing. If there's anything that I can tell you that I've seen you grow in and I commend you for it is patience. Because, you know, you're, you're, you're a little firecracker when it comes to being a Leo. <laughs> and, and I'm a tourist and I'm pretty stubborn and set in my ways. But I have to tell you, it, it's just that God looks at where you're at. And he looks at if you're ready. You know, you, you can't, and it's almost like tithing and stuff. You can't outgive God. God is, is waiting to give you so much more than what you even fathom of thinking that you can get. Because if you think that you can outdo God, <laughs> That's another topic, and I don't have enough time for that one. But I got to tell you, God is waiting with so many bushels to give to you, and not just money. I'm talking about the freedom of living, not just existing. When you live with God, your life is fun, not in fear. The other F word, fun, and it's fantastic, and it's familiar. And you know what? All the stuff that's going around, the recessions of this and that, not that you don't have to pay attention to it, but you don't have to dwell in it. You're not looking for the likes on social media. You're not looking for the acceptance of what you're wearing or what you're driving. You're not looking for the size home that's outdoing the other. You're not. You are in a familiar zone. You're with that. And you know what? Just like the kids, when they're with their fathers and their parents and they're holding them and they're happy, you're happy. You know why? You're content with where you're at and you strive to go forward in faith and God will always come through. I guarantee it. Yes, he will. Uh, So good. So good. So I hope that this helps everyone listening in regards to, um, you know, the concept of money. We do, I also want to do this little quick plug, but we do life coaching. Uh, we offer, it's called a deep dive. If anybody is interested, or maybe, you know, someone that might be interested in, we basically, it's like a four one hour sessions. That's only three twenty five. That's like $82 a session, super affordable. And we actually come up with a whole six month plan for, you on a specific area of your life or topic or whether it's business, it's personal relationships, finances, your mental health. Um, it could be anything you could think of goals that you want. Maybe you have this idea, you just don't know how to get there. I mean, it, it could be honestly anything. And we come up with a very practical and tangible plan that you can work and really see that come to fruition or or see whatever that situation or that area is in your life be completely transformed in six months and we get to walk alongside you in that journey and um, check in and see how we can continue to help you in that progress and it's really great in fact I just had a session today with someone it was really awesome uh, just to see the light bulbs go off and they're like oh my gosh I just never would have thought of it this way and I have so much clarity and that's really what we're all about is clarity and so I I say that because I hope that this episode brings a little bit more clarity in regards to, you know, money and scripture and kind of how that can practically and tangibly help you in this season of your life. So stay tuned for our next episode. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We will be taking off next week because it is Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone, and we will see you soon.